Welcome to Disruptors, the podcast for bright sparks fueled by great ideas that have changed the world. In each episode, we chat with some of the most innovative disruptors from our community at the King's Entrepreneurship Institute. We discover how they've used their entrepreneurial skills to develop their ideas for their business ventures, tested those ideas, and compelled others to do the same. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Disruptors. My name is Rachel Stockey. I'm Head of Entrepreneurial Skills at the King's Entrepreneurship Institute. And today I'm joined by David Walsh, who's our entrepreneur in residence. Welcome, David. Welcome. Uh, Thank you, Rachel. Nice to see you in the new year. Yes, thank you for joining us. Um, Would you mind giving everybody who's listening a quick introduction to your background, how you got involved in the Entrepreneurship Institute and how you came to be our entrepreneur in residence? Yeah, sure. Um, So, I, I've got a kind of tech background, so I, I worked for IBM uh, back in the kind of crazy 80s, a bit like um, cowboys and Indians, I think, back in those days. Lots of <laughs> things happening with, with tech. Um, and out of a bit of frustration, really, I, I decided I would set up um, a, a business which um, in those days was writing software. So um, obviously that's still an important industry, but um, there weren't many tools around in those days for doing that. A lot of it was depending on on talent and manpower. Um, so uh, Crimson Wing was set up. Uh, I have to say it pivoted uh, through several sort of iterations as, as we went through. But um, what was extraordinary at the time was I was able to um, create a business and grow it actually without any raising of capital. So that's quite quite unusual. I was very fortunate in gaining the initial clients and the, the model that I had to work, to work with that was uh, was different and also I wasn't fighting against the market so um, for me um, I wasn't trying to create a new market or really a new product I was trying to deliver things differently um, with a different um, model for that um, so I, I was able to actually um, grow a business without spending too much on that kind of marketing side of things if you like. Uh, Crimson Wing went public uh, it got quite big and complicated <laughs> Um, and uh, later on in its life, it um, it was acquired and taken off market uh, by one of the big four. And then I was working more in that international business for a while, um, building programs for for those global clients. Okay, so quite an interesting journey. It's still going, um, <laughs> still going strong. <laughs> uh, but you know, ended up in quite a different place to actually where it started, which I think is normal. I think for startups as they evolve and and they get more into um well I, I guess more into specialism really I think you know when you start you you try and grab a bit of everything you know as you kind of find your path and then as you get bigger you become more and more specialized um which is what happened to us yeah how did you how did you meet us <laughs> when did you get involved in with King's Entrepreneurship Institute well one thing you know Rachel is that Kings has got very good at data mining. Okay, so <laughs> um, having, I guess um, uh, it was Karis Lewis actually who kind of got in touch with me. So she was working in the uh, alumni department and um, it came at a time um, when uh, I was actually looking at what to do next. And, you know, I'd gone through all this sort of journey. In fact, it was really odd because um, uh, I'm from Yorkshire. I know it doesn't sound like that, but um, I am. And uh, I do remember coming down for my interview at King's when I was 17, I think. We used to have interviews in those days. And uh, 
walking along the strand and and being outside there um on on, on the front of king's there and funny enough almost when king's got in touch with me and when i decided to stop working at crimson wing um i was walking down the strand again and um you know london this incredible timeless place and everything seemed right to sort of you know draw an end to crimson wing and literally a few days later i don't know how it happened perhaps she was looking out the window okay but um <laughs> at this strange person but uh Karis got in touch with me uh i wanted to kind of put things i wanted to do something to sort of put back and and to really recognize what a great start kings had given me in life really um coming from fairly uh, a background where there weren't that many opportunities, put it that way, up in up in uh, Yorkshire at that time. So, um, and the natural home for me, actually, I didn't realise was this entrepreneurial institute where where you're involved, actually, uh, Rachel. And um, and I also wanted to get involved where it wasn't just about potentially giving, let's say, awards, but where I could actually um, use my expertise and knowledge to try and help. Uh, you know, young businesses. Okay, so that was the combination I was looking at, and and that's what happened. And um, uh, I became the entrepreneur residence. I think uh, I think it's my fourth year actually uh, in the institute. So it's been been great. <laughs> so we we get you involved in in all sorts of things in terms of mentoring our King's Twenty ventures. But one of the things that you're helping us with this year is judging Idea Factory, which is our very early stage business idea competition and you're going to be one of our one of our judges who gets to award the final the final teams um, and make the decisions about who's going to be our winner this year so I wondered if you think back to your really early early business stage what is it do you think that you're going to be looking for from our really early stage entrepreneurs yeah I mean it's um I have to say that this can be quite personal I think and I've, I've always enjoyed um people who are pitching with a bit of well a lot well a lot of passion actually and a bit of an emotional punch I kind of kind of gets me going I think that whole that whole thing um but yeah I mean I think what I would say is that and I think I've come to realize it a bit more as I've got older is that um you know you can have the best idea um but obviously you've, you've got to have a market for that um and that's where a lot of uh, those things I know they may not be fully tested in the ideas factory, but you know there should be some understanding there of, of the market. And I think a lot of it um, is about the talent as well. So I think you know as a judge, you, you're looking at um, not just the idea, but the kind of the team and the, the the leaders behind that idea, and whether or not they can you know create something of real value and get and get some traction. You know, and 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 make an impact. Okay, uh, so I, I think um, you know I have to say that you know when you're listening as a judge, you think every idea is absolutely amazing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and there are some, there have been some fantastic um, things that have come through, and uh, you know they're just really um, great to to hear about, and you know they they seem wonderful all the time. But I think you know when you're looking at the the hard facts of it is it's whether or not there's a market and whether the team is there to, that, that can really you know make that idea into something of value. I think that's really helpful because obviously we 
as an institute are sector agnostic, we get food and beverage companies coming sitting next to deep tech ventures. So how do you create a criteria to judge one against the other? I think that's really helpful to think about in terms of how well do you understand your market? You know, you're not comparing market to market. It's how you've done the research and validated your own idea and how well suited are you to your area? And do you have the skills yeah. in order to make your idea successful um, yeah. kind of levels the playing field, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think as well. I mean, obviously, it's difficult in a, a very quick sort of pitch, isn't it? And the Q&A. But, you know, you are looking for how people are reacting to questions and, you know, how can they take on the feedback? Can they assimilate that? And, you know, how, what that. So there is a bit of, um, you know, the pitch, the pitch is a pitch, isn't it? And I think it's going to hopefully come through with some passion and emotion. But, you know, when that Q&A comes up as well, you know, suddenly you you're stripping away that that kind of let's call it that polished <laughs> performance, okay, and then you're getting a, li a little bit closer to the individuals and and you want to kind of see how they react, whether they really are uh, thought through some of the um, challenges ahead, okay, and and uh, you know in my experience, the judges are very perceptive at at sort of finding that Achilles heel, okay, in in, <laughs> that, in, that, uh, in that process, okay, so it's always, or in, a, in a nice way, okay, obviously, but, um, you know, that, you know, we're, as you say, we're trying to work out uh, quite quickly, you know, which which ones we feel we've got, you know, a good a good product, a good market fit, and also the, that kind of, as you know, Rachel, with your work on your entrepreneurial skill set, you know, that resilience, that responsiveness, that ability to to take on the feedback and that's really really important what advice do you think you would give to teams preparing specifically for q a because we see a lot of people get really bit nervous about that because it's not scripted right yeah. they don't know what they're going to be asked it could be anything from a business model through to where do you see your company in five years time you know the how do you think teams should go about preparing themselves for that experience it's a difficult one isn't it i think um you know it's a precious situation isn't it and you know it's a it's a very good life experience to to go through it <laughs> um but i think that um you know the best the best responses you get sometimes are the ones which are you know where people have clearly listened to the question and have and have not tried to um answer a question by just speaking for a very long time <laughs> but not addressing the issue okay so I, I think it's um, I think that kind of honesty and integrity, that authenticity, you know, even if you say, my goodness, you know, that's a, you know, to, to pause your thinking, that's a really good question, and we we haven't quite thought about that. Even that admission is mm -hmm. is more powerful than 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 trying to kind of cover the cracks. I think so. I think it's I think you can prepare for Q and A. You can there's clearly questions that will, I think, come up. Uh, certainly, you know, if they've got um, a small team and they're practicing they should they should be able to um uh, raise some questions between themselves and, and and see how they would answer those that's that's quite normal okay mm -hmm. uh, handling objections and so on is quite a normal technique okay but i think it's it's keeping to the point and and not um uh, waffling on um, you know <laughs> thinking that that that's a good answer <laughs> yeah yeah. On, on honesty over waffle i think is a good is a good strategy honesty over waffle. <laughs> <laughs> i wonder you've you've seen many pitches by this stage having been even just with us for four years king's 20 idea factory before 
Um, I wondered if there's any pitches that particularly stand out to you that you remember as being amazing and what it was about those pitches that have really resonated with you. Yeah, I mean, it, um, you know, when you say that, I, get, I sometimes get a tingle down my spine because there are one or two that I remember. As I say, I think it's quite a personal thing. I mean, I think that, um, I think that, and I also think like success breeds success, you know, so I think that people who've come through Ideas Factory, if they, if they do end up in the accelerator, you know, it's almost like they're, they're already, you know, on lap two of a five lap race, or, you know, they've already got, got ahead, okay. But the ones that really are memorable for me are those where, you know, you've got that kind of emotional connection um and um it might be quite difficult to be emotional about i don't know a bike chain or you know second-hand clothes okay but um i think what what's really interesting with the young people coming through is they're incredibly well connected to ethics uh you know to, to global issues to diversity you know all these things to healthcare, mental health okay and you know there's always a great story there i think that, that people can tell and that that's that storytelling, you know, and that impact, you know, is really, um, you know, I remember, you know, one where we had the um, the app for the um, uh, for helping in uh, preeclampsia around, you know, childbirth, or I think it was the doctor working in Bangladesh. Okay, and you just wanted to empty your pockets and give him all your money, you know, at the end of at the end of the pitch. Okay, um, so you know, I think that. Clearly, you know, things have got to be still based on time business principles, but the ones that are memorable are always the ones that have that incredible uh, impact, that storyline, you know, and, you know, that that huge potential. OK, I think. Yeah. And there are a few that stand out, but it's probably unfair to pick on any. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, got I've, I've got an inkling from a few of the things that you've mentioned who we, who we might be might be thinking about and. Uh, people can always look through our King's 20 directory to see, exactly. I think, the um, what you say about we're very fortunate to have, whilst being sector agnostic, mm -hmm. the entrepreneurs that put themselves forward to be part of our programmes often have a huge link to a passion for a particular um, uh, thing that they want to justify in the world. They want to make the world a better place. And I think that's really connected to what King's is trying to do as a whole and what makes King's entrepreneurs special. Mm -hmm is that connection to that ethical and sustainability and all those things that really make uh, a difference in society I think you're really right on that I wondered um from the other end of the spectrum it's very easy to remember the winners that come through because they often go on to go on to King's 20 and things but it's an early stage business idea competition and it is a competition yeah. there are can only be a certain number of winners but we take 20 teams through to a semi-final and only 10 of those get to participate in the final pitch I wonder what your kind of thoughts are for those teams that don't make it right through to the end, whether they join us in the final 10 or they don't make it through to even to that stage, what your advice or thoughts would be for those teams that haven't quite made it through to that level yet? Yeah, I mean, I think, well, in theory, it shouldn't make any difference at all uh, to uh, you going out there and starting and running a business. Okay. You know, most businesses didn't have the opportunity early stage, you know, for these sort of competitions, which have become, you know, important, you know, from a visibility and PR point of view and, and uh, for attracting interest, okay. What I would say is that, you know, when you look back at Ideas Factory, what's nice about it is you get a very diverse set of, um, well, let's call it faculties, subjects, etc. You know, it's quite a lot of engineering, you know, or sciences, um, as well as, you know, things around health and 
and the, the normal things around tech okay what what's then a bit puzzling is that when you look through towards accelerator you know a lot of those let's call it engineering scientific things they, they're kind of they're less visible you know they've kind of dropped away and i'm not sure why that is okay so i think that um i think you know people and i know that you know building products and engineering and scientific things can you know take longer to you know to, to to come through okay in terms of their their life cycles okay but my advice would be is that um you know take the positives from the ideas factor experience you know build your network okay um you know, you know everyone is is there for a reason and, and has done really well to be you know being able to pitch and and and, and being you know even looked at okay and if you really passionately believe in in your idea and your product you know then 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 follow through okay um and you know i think i think the ecosystem at kings is really strong actually and you know there's the doors are always open you know to to get advice and feedback you know even if you're out of the process you've still got those connections that you can you know that you can follow through on and it would be nice to see that you know that diversity of of range of you know uh, business ideas does somehow make it through to you know into a let's say an accelerator program you know and um you know just because you haven't you know been shortlisted or whatever it doesn't mean that you haven't got every opportunity to do that yeah i think that's exactly right i think mm. we try to um i think for students that are doing this for the first time it can often mean okay if i didn't win then i failed and that is like okay that means that my business idea isn't good i think the message that we we try to deliver is you know it all it means is somebody's further down the process than you they've done more validation they delivered with more impact on the day it doesn't mean that what you have come up with isn't viable and just, there's just extra steps that you might need to take or you need more support or you need to do extra thinking um and it's i think students sometimes get into the mindset of uh the competition is validation like if i win then i can continue and it's my permission slip to carry on mm. but actually we need to change students mindset around that of it's a competition. Someone's got to win. That means somebody somebody won't win. That's that's how the system works. But in entrepreneurship, it works differently to that. You know, there's space for everyone in the market if you've done your market assessment right. Um, you know, if more companies grow, the whole pie grows. It's not that you're trying to fight for a slice of, a slice of a pre existing pie. I'm talking about pie too much, but I think you understand. <laughs> understand what I mean. good. <laughs> But no, absolutely. I mean, I think it, you know, it's 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 a life lesson. I mean, everything is in life is about learning from, you know, not quite being, you know, first, second, or third, let's call it okay. It's, it's a competitive world, but you know, it's all, you know, every time I've made a sales call and you know, nine times out of ten, I might not get anything out of it, you know, but um doesn't doesn't mean I failed. I've learned, you know, from those calls as to whether, you know, what I'm selling is what people need or, or not, you know, and I qualified it and I can move on okay so you know there's always things to pick up and learn and it kind of that's all, always the way through with with business you know however successful or big the business comes okay you've still got um competition around you've still got challenges around you've still got customers who are complaining or or want something new okay and you know you've got to you've got to keep at it all the time okay and it's um yeah it's a it's a wonderful journey <laughs> <laughs> The rough, the rough with the smooth. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you have any um, common 
early stage pitfalls that you see entrepreneurs falling into that you would sort of warn against of things to look out for when you're making your kind of initial business decisions? Gosh. Possibly a big question, but I just wonder. I'm ready for this question. Sorry, I've thrown it at you, but it just made me think um, that I was back to our conversation around Q&A that it's it's a point of the business where you could get asked any number of questions from a number of different angles and some of those decisions they may not have even made yet about like uh, the particular business model that they're going to go down whether they're going to do a subscription model or or this or that and whether there's um, some things that you're like these are decisions that you need to make and nail down really early on or there's others that can can wait and evolve or if you've seen some businesses fall into traps of making decisions too early and those sorts of things where actually they should allow themselves more time to allow the business to pivot in those early stages yeah. regard and, and those sorts of things. Yeah. Well, the, there's a lot of pitfalls. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think that, um, and, and I think it's um, changing a bit, but um, there is this perhaps tendency to kind of, you know, work virtually, you know, try and do things, you know, um, with emails and, you know, all that sort of thing. I, I think that, you know, the more you can do to, you know, actually talk to a potential customer, and, and I know it's been difficult, hasn't it, in the last couple of years or so with with what's been going on, but if you if you are able to um, meet someone face-to-face, if you're actually uh, willing to kind of put your neck on the line and, if I use the word, sell something, okay, um, I think that's, you know, that's a really powerful skill set and, um, you know, being able to, I mean, I, I sold uh, a customer, a concept uh, in year two or three, which I didn't, I couldn't even, I didn't, it didn't even exist. Okay. I, it was just an idea. Um, but the customer said, if you execute on that idea, you know, we, we will go for you. We'll follow you through. We think it's so powerful. Okay. So, so this kind of, um, you know, putting yourself out there, you know, not not relying on, you know, the best written email or the best bit of posting on LinkedIn or the best YouTube video. If, you, if you've got some, you know, personal contact to create your team of talent, to, you know, to create your, to test your market customers, I think that that just is really helpful and really powerful, okay. Um, I would say that, um, I think the other thing I've noticed as well, and it's, um, it, it perhaps happens a little bit later on, is that, um, in the in the rush to get things going you know perhaps you haven't sorted out you know between yourselves you know how who's doing what you know what's the shareholding you know do we need some money how's that work okay and you know and i've been through that as well so i think um and some of that may have to be unraveled you know later on as as, as people people move on okay but i think i think um honestly i think that um you know if you go go with to things with a with a you know, a bold heart and, and be courageous, you know, you know, a lot of us don't like pitching or, you know, ringing people up and saying, I really would like to see you <laughs> and explain my idea. You know, these putting yourself out there, I think is, is really, and honestly, I think, you know, a lot of customers and businesses, they like, they do like being approached by young businesses. They've got a lot of time for them, you know, and, and normally the response is really, warm and generous you know and I would say you know definitely go for that yeah yeah I think that's a really uh uh good message for people I think people are often scared to put themselves out there and and are assume the answer will be no but you won't 
know until you ask um so getting used know, to yeah. and not being scared of no's I think you said you know making 10 sales calls nine of them are going to be a no <laughs> but I've always heard this um I can't remember what the name of it was but they were saying like you can estimate the number of yeses you're going to get by the ratio of no's so yeah. if you know if you know that you want 10 customers and every nine knows you're going to get one yes you need to ask 100 people <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it, it, there's a sort of algorithm to all of these things um but i wondered um as a kind of final thought your kind of lasting words of wisdom for our teams that are heading into idea factory for this year they're going to be seeing you in a couple of weeks time to deliver their final pitches what would you say are the kind of key things to remember and think about heading into that pitch off um i think um what do i think what's the key messages i think um well i'll say less is more i mean and it's the old adage isn't it that you know it's more difficult to pitch for for three minutes than it is for probably an hour <laughs> okay so i think i think it's really and it's quite difficult sometimes to really hone down you know what what is that key proposition what is that problem you're trying to solve what is your actual solution you know how does that you know create value in terms of benefit to society or or, or on a pnl okay um you know so i think you know those essential points you've only got such a little time okay so do and it's it's a hard exercise but do try and really you know hone it down to its its bare essentials um when you come to pitch you know those bare essentials will um rather remarkably you know you'll, you'll end up saying extra things about them as you pitch okay uh, but you'll you'll stay within your limit if you've really got that skeleton really really sorted out and um you know and have a have a have a good story in there as well <laughs> and and to come back to your first point deliver it with a bit of passion we want to see passion. yeah see yeah. see the personality <laughs> awesome thank you so much for your time today it's been really good chatting to you and we're looking forward to to seeing who who you choose as our winners for this year well i'm looking forward as well to uh yeah to getting energized by the whole process again it's uh, it's always an exciting uh thing to be involved with thank you yeah nice. thanks david okay thank you to find out more about the entrepreneurship institute visit www.kcl.ac.uk forward slash entrepreneurship